morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Thank you for joining me today. I uh, hopefully you can hear me okay. The rain is just hammering. Ah, oh, I'm so upset, man. I we lost. I'm pretty sure because she's still not back. We lost a chicken yesterday, and if you guys know me, you know I love these birds. I was just talking about how much I love them. Damn it. And uh, Farah, who was my wife's favorite, one of my, I mean, they're all my favorites, but she was like the most handleable, like her and Penelope, uh, you could pick up and hold and um, socks. She was kind of like real small for a long time, kind of like, but well, she, she was actually the smallest out of all of them. Penelope was the one that was real small and then got bigger because I used to take her off to the side and feed her separately because she was getting picked on. Now she's <laughs> at the top of the pecking order. Uh, but Farah was a little thing, but she was fierce. You know what I'm saying? She was fierce. Like, she didn't let anybody mess with her. She was probably in the pecking order right underneath uh, Penelope in front of all the other girls. So, uh, I feel bad, man. I just, I, you know, I came home yesterday. I had a really busy day. Really, really busy day. I uh, had a really good workout, and then I just, on a whim... Like, right across from the gym, like, three minutes from the gym, there's a Cabela's. And I'm like, you know what? I was just sitting down with this guy the other night. You know, he's, he's saying that, uh, you know, he's got 150 guns, and he's worked with the CIA and the feds and all these, you know, Capitol Police. And he's like, uh, you know, the best gun is a 308. So I'm like, all right, if I walk in there and I see a 308, this is a sign from God, dude. And I'm like, if I see a 308, I'm getting it. So I go in to Cabela's and they got all the guns and then they have like the resale. Uh, not, I don't think they do consignment, but it's called like the gun library. Yeah, that's what it was. And I walked in there like a lot, lots of crazy guns in there. There are a couple grunt guns in there, lever, lever action rifles that were like eight grand. I'm like, damn, I'm like, I ain't trying to spend eight G's on a, something I'm not even going to really use, you know, more like decorative pieces, you know, like gold and all that. But anyways... I go up and I'm looking at, I'm seeing all these rifles. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, I see these AR-10s. I'm like, ooh. And then I see it. There it is. A Wyndham Weaponry 308. And this usually goes for like two grand. Two, three, two, two, two thousand and twenty-two hundred, the one I got. And, uh, cause I just Googled it right then and there. And uh, there was an optic on it. Google the optic. Optics 500. I'm like, all right, this is normally 2,500. What's what are they asking? And I kind of like you know, with the price tag. It was in a behind a glass case. Couldn't really see it. I poke my head around and I see 12.99. I'm like, get, get, hey, hey, <laughs> like to a sales associate. I felt like it was such a good price. Somebody else was gonna come and grab it. So I go up front, get this lady. I'm like, you need to help me get this gun right now. She's like, oh, okay. So she comes back with me. Dawn was her name. Oh, I got to leave her a review. Do not let me forget to leave her a review. I promised her I would. And uh, yeah, she takes me. She, we grab it. We get it out. One of the guys that, uh, that works there comes out. And he's like, oh, man. He's like, dude, I was going to get that if it was still here Friday. He's like, that's one of Jim's guns. Who's Jim? He's like, it's, he's one of the gunsmiths. Like, he takes meticulous care of his weapons. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, this is a great find. Hold on, I'm going to get an energy drink. 
So uh, I'm like, oh, so I know this was meticulously cared for by this gentleman. It's a gunsmith, right? Man, I got this thing. My background check took about 20, 22 minutes. They usually spend some time on me <laughs> looking for, I'm sure, some reason to say no. My first one, my, when I got my Glock, I got delayed. I had to wait seven, what was it? I had to wait five days, is it, or three days, something like that. My Latinx two were about 30 minutes a piece. This one was 22, 22 minutes and five seconds. Don was adamant about being exact. Um, so I went to the range. <clears throat> I got home, got a bunch of stuff done. Got a bunch of stuff done. Uh, filmed more, went to the range and shot that thing. And oh, <laughs> this is my new favorite gun, man. This thing is talking about, I mean, the round is huge. 308 is no joke. I believe 308 goes through level four plates. Like there's nothing, like if somebody shoots at you with a 308 and they hit you, you're screwed. It's just the ammo is very expensive. I think a box of I think a box of 50 was $109. You know, whereas you could get a box of 50, 556 five, or 223. You could run the NATO around the 762 through it. It's a little lower pressure. And it's cheaper. Uh, a little less kick to it. So I, I picked up a bunch of 762. I picked, you know, the NATO version of the 308. And then I, I picked up a good amount of 308. Because that that that's really gonna be my when shit hits the fan gun. The optic on it is beautiful. I think I got to zero it just a little bit. It's either I'm pulling to the left or it's just I, I normally don't really pull left. I usually pull right because I like mangle the trigger when I shoot. Um, so I, I got to look at I got to or maybe I'm pushing in with my that might be what it is. Might be that I'm pushing in. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I, I might just drop it at the range to have them zero it because I just want to be as accurate as possible. But yeah, Emily's birthday was yesterday. The powerlifter I sponsor. We stopped by their place. I don't know, five ten minutes. I'm not drinking right now. I got a big wedding on the thirtieth um, for one of my best friends, Justin, in Long Island. So I'm taking the next two weeks off to. To, to prepare myself for that. I'm not saying that I'm taking a sobriety break so I could get absolutely ham-faced. I just, uh, <clears throat> I'm not drinking, so we had to stay there long. I think that's the hardest part about not boozing for me. The two hardest parts, uh, well, three, <laughs> about not drinking for me. Uh, number one is boredom and downtime. And I, you know, I was telling my wife this the other day. She's like, man, she's like, Maybe you have to start another company. I'm like, it's too many pots on the stove right now. You know, at some point, I'm not going to be able to pay attention to them all the way I should. But uh, I get bored uh, because I get things done so fast. Like, I usually, I can get done by noon what most people would take them two days to do. I, without a doubt. Because I've seen it, I've been around. I've been, I've been around. I've worked around other people, and I can accomplish. Like I can remember when I used to work in life insurance. It's funny. Like the beginning of my week, I would pop off these huge numbers. Like if we were in a push week, and then the end, it kind of eh, fizzle up because I'd get bored. I'd get bored. I'd be like, dude, I already outrode everybody. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? The first two days of the week, why do I have to go in the field another three days? I, I could sit at home and they'd still catch, wouldn't catch me. You know, and that's where you have to get that super competitive edge and dig in and go out and get the job done. But, um, yeah, I get bored easy. That's number one. So, like, idle time, I'm like, oh, what do I do? Drinking feels like you're accomplishing something, you know. Uh, number two, like, bars and restaurants, you know, you go out, you have a drink. And I'm not, like, talking like I'm sitting here drinking a pack of a 30-rack at night. It's like I was having, like, three beers a night. I'd have, before Bud Light got gay and tranny infested, I would have three Bud Heavies a night. Like, that was my formula. It would just shut my mind off. I could relax. It would, you know, focus on reading a little bit better. And then I realized that's not, that's not a solution. You know what I mean? That I've got to be more disciplined with my mind. So bars and restaurants and then, like, social events. I'm actually very, and I've talked about this a few times, I'm actually very naturally introverted. There are times, I know people wouldn't believe it, where I get uncomfortable in social situations. Like, I don't, I get overstimulated very quickly. Very, very quickly. Like, when we showed up yesterday, you know, there's three dogs, which is which is awesome. The ranger warden and the little girl, I can't remember her name. Um, there are three dogs, you know, ten people I didn't know, and Emily, that more people were showing up, and there's baby, you know, Ada was with us, baby started crying, it just, very overstimulating for me, and, you know, what I found is that booze kind of numbs that, dulls that a little bit, what we got going on up here, are you serious, hold on, there's a cop in the middle of the road, let me see what he's saying here, Oh, there's a giant house. Stay over, there. Stay over here. Yeah. Do you want me to pull into this driveway here? Yeah, yeah I'll do that. I'll get out of the way. There's a giant. They're all in a giant, absolutely monstrous. It's a house, basically, down the road. This is taking up all. Pull. There's no way me pulling off to the side. I would have gotten out of the way of that. Zero percent chance that thing would have crushed me. They're literally pulling a house down the middle of the road right now. Seven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. I guess that's probably the best time to do it. Seven a.m. on a Sunday. Wow, that was crazy. I was worried the road was closed. I'm like, dude, I don't, how am I going to get to the gym? This is like the only direct route. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, you hear my tread of my tires rubbing on my wheel well. All right, we're back on the road. But anyways, you know, so I'm not drinking for a bit. Um, there's that, That's my life update. You know, that's my Sunday life update. Um, there you have it. I was thinking, um, I read today uh, F.S. Farnham Street about how, you know, I was, the, the people don't realize how close they are to doing something great often. Um, it's always one, you know, we talked about this this morning on my Instagram story. It's always one more rep, one more call, 
Like I, you know, going back to when I was in life insurance, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to be done. And then that last appointment of the day, that last door knock, that last whatever ended up being, you know, 3000 ALP, which basically, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that put about 1500 bucks in my pocket. It was, it just always seemed to be that last rep that nobody else wanted to do. That nobody else wanted to do. And so many people, I mean, a lot of people, this goes back to our like 80%, 19%, 1% rule. Like 80% of people won't even get close to the point where it like only requires one more rep, one more call, one more whatever, <laughs> one more attempt, one more failure. Um, 20% get close. I mean, sorry, 19% get close. And then that last 1% of people are the percent of people that actually go through and get that last rep in and win. And that's why we have a 1% and 99%. You know, to be in the 1% of income earners in the world, I think it's over 199,000 a year or something like that. And that's the whole world. Which is crazy. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy. And I know cost of living is, is different everywhere. And income figures are different. Inflation is high in the U.S. I think they were saying that, like, Americans now need, like, $230,000 a year to feel financially secure. Isn't that nuts? $230,000 a year for the average American to feel financially secure. And I was thinking the other day, I'm like, dude, I don't... I'm just glad I make money. You know, I bought a, you know, when all ammo and the range all said and done, dollars $1,600 gun. My tires and my oil change on the Moz were $2,600. I got lawyers to pay. It's like my lawyer bill, I won't even mention what that is monthly. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm so blessed. I'm able to handle all of this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's so many times where my wife and I will look at each other and we'll be like, what would, I don't want to say normal in a bad way, but like, what would somebody with an average job do? How would they survive? How? And that's why you've got to find a way to make more money. Yeah. Because being average is it's no longer you can't survive any longer being average you can't survive it's it's impossible you're going to get you you're going to get mangled so you've got this is what I tell you guys all the time you got to be you got to find a way to do it you got to find a way to make more money okay so the C4 is significantly more powerful in my opinion than bang like I'm getting that tingly in my face. I wonder what that is. Is that the beta alanine? I wonder if the... Does... Oh, see. I don't think that Bang has beta alanine. I think the beta alanine is the tingly face thing. Compound. Interesting. Um... I found a candidate. I think he listens. I won't say his name yet. But I found a candidate 
I put out there about a month and a half ago, maybe. Hey, for free, somebody let me know. And for free, I'll turn you into an animal. And I I think three people reach out to me originally. And some of you listen to me, you know, so you're going to just get exposed right now. I'm not going to say your names. But uh, I gave them the program and the breakdown of what we were going to do, and they didn't want to do it. Hey, I don't have the money, and it's not to pay me. It's because I want to get your blood work done, the food and supplementation portion. It's either I don't have the money or I can't work out this many days. We Excuses, you know what I mean? It's either you'll find a way to win. So, anyways... Uh, man, it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing to see people with talent, potential that just don't, um, they just haven't figured it out yet. Life is life. You can have everything you want in life. It's just a mindset shift. It is. It is. People will be like, "Oh, that's stupid." It's a mind. You literally manifest. And again, I believe in manifestation. The power of manifestation is very, very real. And many. Highly successful people will tell you the exact same thing. It's very, very real. The power of manifestation will change your life. When you start to focus on thinking the right thoughts, it eventually leads, and it's not like magically things just show up at your door. It's Thinking the right thoughts leads to the right habit actions, which leads to the right habits, which leads leads to developing your character and discipline and all that. And then before you know, it, you're you're becoming who you thought you were. That's what it is. Manifestation is the progressive realization of the person that you wish you were. Ooh, damn! Let's go. Yeah, baby. Write that down. Tattoo it on your forehead. Call your uncle. Manifestation is the progressive realization of the person that you wish you were. Mm. Gosh, darn it, Jimmy. I tell you, let's roll me up in a carpet and throw me in the river. I want to add the episode right there because it's not going to get any better than that. So there you go. So change your mindset. Focus on the outcome that you want. Focus on the person that you want to become and start taking the actions daily to make it happen. Stop being a soft big sissy. Oh, by the way, I'm training somebody, so I found a candidate. That's where I was going with that. All right, love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.